Yo, this is Cash from Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I've gotten a lot of people asking questions about starting a podcast. Well, look no further. Download the Anchor app. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that help you edit the podcast right within the app or on the computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to several different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Now to the money. You guys like money, right? Well, Anchor can make you money from your podcast with minimum listenership. I said enough. Go download the app. It's free. Anchor app. Or go to www.anchor.fm to get started. My goons don't care, they bears might get the chair. Who cares? They say they prayers. Oh, yeah, the claps drop. I'm rare. Sasquatch is bear. Trap house, codeine. Mascot, I chill. Where's hot Brazil? Backdrop, I'm real. Her ass not. I'm rare. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's another week. So it's another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I'm your man, 50 Grand Hadrico, and I'm rolling with my co host. Cash, what's going on? Good people, we back. We back. Feels good. What we got today, huh? What we got today, man? Listen, man, first off, man, the weather out here is finally starting to turn. So it, it, if y'all ain't been in Germany, you know, you know, we out here in Deutschland. You know, sometimes the weather can be a little iffy. But it's finally starting to get right around here, man. It sort of it inspires you to get up, get out, and do something. Yeah, but then uh, what y'all don't know is that we don't have any AC. So uh, for our dedicated listeners, we're recording this soon to be probably our podcast in no air condition, no fan, hot box, what, 10 by 10 room? Yeah, it's hot up in here. It's hot up in chill. You know, um, hopefully we get our numbers up. So, you know, one day when we get a following, we can just get our own AC system or something. Yeah, something, some, you know. But, but yeah, man, uh, you know, before we begin, uh, we'll just kind of like to get into what we're going to talk about uh, with you guys. So we got a bunch of different uh, entertainment or Netflix Whatever Hulu, whatever you watch, we got a lot of different recommendations for you. Uh, half the stuff we've gotten through, half the stuff we haven't. But nevertheless, some recommendations for you couchers. Uh, we got the NBA Finals uh, Game Six outcome, so we're gonna briefly touch on that. The trade to uh, you know eighty trade to the Lakers, big move, big, big move. moves, big moves. Uh, NBA Draft sneak preview. Uh, we got some music uh, suggestions for you guys. Gold Link, Bobby Fino. And we'll get more into that. And we also have some uh, relationship and life discussion coming up for you. So we'll hold off on exactly what we're going to talk about there because this one is going to invoke some conversation. I, I highly believe it. So, yeah, man, that's it. So it's an action packed show. So let's get right into it. Thank you for tuning in. Don't sleep on the couch podcast. A show that's real, raw, and rough. We talk about life, sports, kids, money, relationships, you name it, we got it. So come on in, grab a seat on the couch, and let's get this show started. So sometimes you can watch a television series, and Cash, can can you say that TV can have an effect on your life? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm just thinking of my top five shows where I revisit annually um you know you have stuff like uh shoe sopranos you got stuff like the wire so i revisit those things annually but there's so many shows out right now man i i for the podcast i have to like just focus on one and finish so i can at least talk about one every week so 
Yeah, man. I don't have we don't have no lives, but you know, you know, we we good to go, man. We ain't got no school, we ain't got much going on, so we, you know. Well, you know, you just said how you have shows that you watch annually, and I can understand that. But do you ever got a show that you watch and then you vow to yourself, you will never watch this again? So, yeah, absolutely. And I know exactly what you're talking about, but that's why I didn't really tell you about that show. That's why I suggested it. But I just wanted you to watch so you can be as uh, not disturbed. No, no, no. Disturbed. (laughs) And the fact that you suggested it. We need to have another conversation in pre-production. That was just utterly disrespectful. Now, y'all saying, what is the show they talking about? Listen, Black Mirror, season five, episode one, has ruined certain things for me. Number one, if we friends, we kick it. We play, we play the game online every now and then. Hell, you may even come over to the crib and play every now and then. We can no longer play fighting games. And if you dare... Pick a female fighter. Chun-Li. Get out of my house. Katana. No. <laughs> no means no. Yo, so, yo, where where were you and who were you with when you watched episode one? Yo, it was horrible, right? So, I was over at the crib and Jamal, Jamal had came through. Friend of the show. You know, friend of Jamal Jones, you know, um, big-headed hero. So, Jamal came through and we were sitting out. We ain't really had nothing going on. Let's watch TV or something. So, he started watching TV. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Cash had mentioned um, Black Mirror. Oh, hold on. Let me go back. Before we started watching TV, Jamal was like, hey, man, what games you got? And I'm like, I only got one controller, so (laughs) we can't really play no game. (laughs) You know? Now, so then we said, now, at this point, Black Mirror had not been discussed, seen, or anything. So it just makes a comment even more inappropriate at this time. So anyways... We started watching, you get know, on Netflix, right? And I'm like, oh, let's watch this Black Mirror. Cash said something about Black Mirror. And Jamal looked at me like this. Man, man, this shit go left. I said, what you mean? I'm just telling you, this thing take a turn for the worse. <laughs> so like, he saw it already and let it continue to watch. And so he was just like, he was on his phone. I'm like, well, it can't be that bad. So I began to watch. And then I saw the episode. Did you turn it off? Immediately. <laughs> so you didn't watch the whole thing? Listen, so the first time, at first, when they first little scene, I'm like, okay, what, what's going on here? Then when they just started, they weren't even fighting no more. They was just, they was just. Them ninjas kissing. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was, listen, it was a taco that you bite on both sides. That's called an awkward taco. Um, we immediately turned it off and walked down the street to the seawood fest. Oh man, so so he knew about it. Let you turn it on, and y'all didn't finish it. Of course not. Why not, man? What 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 makes you uncomfortable about two guys, you know, playing uh, a street fighter game, and then you know, wasn't no fighting, wasn't no fighting, cash. I mean, they got they wasn't no fighting. They got love for one another, man. Well, you know what? How about this? You just make add Black Mirror season five, episode one to your rewatch list annually, and you just go for it. But it won't get watched by me. I don't no, even want to see the rest of the whole show. No, it, it won't get added to my rewatch list. I mean, I I just chalk it up and take the L, man. But uh, I mean, it's a pretty interesting show, all in all. Not that particular I'll show wasn't know. my cup of tea. I'll never know. And it's not because you know I just I don't know, man. I'm just uncomfortable. I'm just uncomfortable with 
that on my TV screen and it has nothing to do with me being uncomfortable around a gay man, gay woman, whatever. But I didn't necessarily want to see that, but I get the point. So I, I you know, I saw it through to, to get the point of what the show creators were, were trying to say and, you know, message uh, <laughs> well received. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, but listen, Black Mirror damn show, it, it set a mark on its own, but it's, like I said, it's something that um I won't be finishing. I won't continue. I you couldn't I couldn't tell you what episode two about. I don't know. I don't want to know. Episode two is pretty good, man. Congrats. And three. Congrats. Look, man. You, it won't get watched. Stick stick with it, man. Stick with it. A bunch of a bunch of the listeners out here would definitely attest that it's a pretty good show, and they've had some pretty weird ones. But I feel like they felt like they had to open up with a bang, and that they did. <laughs> you see what he did there? <laughs> you see the word a bang? Wow. So, yeah, man, it, it was but, crazy, man. So the dude, right, one of the dudes is married uh, of one of the friends that kind of. Uh, so these two dudes, they're friends, lifelong friends from uh, from childhood. And they kind of, you know, they get together and they bond over a video game from their uh, their college days, I believe so. And then when these uh, when they get back together later on in life, they kind of become intimately involved through. um what's that te- VR technology so you pretty much throw the little thing over your I, eyes I don't even want to wear my glasses no more I don't want no <laughs> I took let me take them off yeah it, it does it does take a, a turn left and you know definitely uh, if it makes you feel uncomfortable that's 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 you whatever you decide to view in your own you know you know comforts of your home is, is on you listen tell it look do what your eyes can handle if your eyes like it good for you know and listen we don't here to judge nobody here on DSC it just it wasn't for me but there's some other stuff that's going on. First off, Netflix, if you have not watched Queen of the South season three, if you have not watched Queen of the South, period, and you like shows like Narcos and 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 stuff about Pablo and the drug dealing game and that kind of that mafia Scarface type feel, shout out. They got a woman playing the lead role and they do a great job with this show. I just currently finished season three. The good thing about Netflix is you get all the episodes, but then the bad thing about Netflix is you get all the episodes because now I ain't got nothing else to watch. Yeah, man. So that's that's what I'm going through right now, man. I like I said, man, I'm a chronic show starter, but I, I don't I don't end it. And that's the reason why. Because then I'm like, Well, what's left? So sometimes stuff doesn't live up to the hype. So but if you finish a good show, then you know that feeling you you know you get afterwards, you're like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what else I'm going to start next. So that's why I'm trying out a bunch of different things right now. So, I mean, one of which is Jessica Jones. So, you know, that to me, that's probably like the third worst in that Marvel installment on Netflix. But I'm I'm going to stick it out, man. I'm stick it out. So you got anything else, man? Listen, there's a lot of good shows out there other than um, Queen of the South. A couple of things I watched on Netflix, I never finished, so I'm going back. You know, shame on me. I never really watched the Ozarks to finish the season two. It's a very good show as well. Um, they got a lot of good documentary series. You were saying that you watched the documentary series with Kanye West. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I definitely did, man. So, man, I don't know what Kanye be on, man. And I just wanted to watch it because I'm not a part of that, that cancel culture. If you do something, if you back Donald Trump, whatever you decide to do, and, you know, this is in particular to Kanye, I'm not not canceling. But some of the stuff he was saying, he's just, he's out of his mind. He He's just out of his mind, man. And, and you know, I kind of agree to disagree, but I highly encourage you to watch it. Actually, the Kanye West one, 
was okay and it was cool. He has, he said a lot of controversial things, but you know, I think the David Letterman interview was kind of very light based on where he could have gone. Now, had he gone to a breakfast club or uh, a Joe Rogan, I think that interview would have took a turn for the left because they wouldn't have, uh, you know, kitty gloved him as far as how they came at him with different things and held his foot to the fire. So, you know, Kanye comes off as he tries to be a thinker, but it's really simple when he when he breaks it down. So it's kind of a lot of his stuff or he's like totally wrong and, and off. So, I mean, I appreciate that man for his music. And that's about it. I just want him to drop a fire album and we can listen to it, love it, jam to it. And that's really it, man. I'm not looking to him for his political views or anything like that. But yeah, if you got about an hour, watch it. He's kind of nuts, but sometimes he makes sense. But most times he really doesn't. So I wasn't really feeling it. But the Ellen DeGeneres episode, yo, I, I highly, highly mess with it. A lot of the stuff I had no idea about her and all the things that she went through when she came out and said she was gay and how she was out of Hollywood. So her her story and where she's at now, so to where you basically go on her show and if she tweets anything or says anything about you, you're pretty much a star. Yo, that's like night and day, man. So her story and, and her courage to come out as being gay was like, you know, it was mind blowing to me because I didn't really know much about her story, to be honest with you. I, didn't, I never really follow Ellen DeGeneres outside of social media and stuff like that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. So, you know, you got any other shows or we, we good here? No, I think we I think we hit the shows up, man. Let's let's transition to to let's take care of our sportsaholics. All right. All our right. people that love the basketball court. No doubt. No doubt. I dribble the ball. I can pass or shoot. Got a jersey with a headband on. Every day I hoop. We playing basketball, basketball. We playing basketball what? all day. All day. Yo, <laughs> that was totally unplanned. That wasn't the song we had queued up. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I was thinking the song was <laughs> playing basketball. Apparently that wasn't it. Yeah, I, 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 no, it wasn't that. And we, it said we playing basketball, but you know, that's, that goes to show you, man, how unprepared and how, you know, off the top of the head this is. Uncut. So, cut. And we ain't going back. We just going to deal with it. This is what it's going to be and we'll figure it out next week. So let's, let's, let's do the NBA finals first. First off, congratulations to the Toronto Raptors for beating a beat up, uh, uh, depleted, uh, uh, tore down, Injury filled, roster shaken, Golden State Warrior team. What a backhanded compliment. Compliment. That's crazy. That's crazy. I was being nice. Well, I mean, you take advantage of the moment, right? To, okay, let me ask you this. Do, do, do there, just do there. Let me get my English together. Does their championship have an asterisk to you? No. Does Golden State? No. All right, so you, you play with who's out there, man. Whatever happens, happens. I don't think it has to ask you. I mean, to me, they were – Golden State was the favorites coming in, right or wrong. They were the best Without favorites. KD. Without KD. They still were the favorites. Listen, let, I'm going to put it to you. Let's just stop all these foolishness. If Clay don't get hurt, they win game six. Well, I mean, that's the same thing you could say about if Draymond didn't miss it. You know how we go back. Or, no, that's true, too. Or if Chris Paul would have played in this game. So, it's mm-hmm. a lot of what ifs. 
I don't know about Chris Paul. I'm just saying that that's what was said by Houston the previous year. And if this guy would have been here, then we would have did this. And, you know, next year, Chris Paul there, and they didn't do it. Look, like I said, hats off to Toronto. Y'all did it. Y'all the North. What does this do for Kawhi and his legacy and his, his maturation and representation and idealization as a player? Hey, he's the dynasty killer, man. You know, kill San Antonio's dynasty. Yep. You know, he killed Miami's dynasty. Debatable. You know, and now Golden State. So, yep. nothing, nothing but props to him, man. If he want to go out and be a mercenary and go to the Clippers or anywhere else in the league, how does that hurt him? But why? Why would he want to go to the Clippers? I, don't, I have no idea, man. If I had that much money in the bank and, you know, me, I don't have, you know, let's put it like this. Compared to him, of course, I have no money, right? I don't care to go back to New York City at all. I don't want to live there. It costs too much. But if I could afford to go live there, I possibly would. I don't I don't know, but I don't necessarily feel like I have to go back. I can go always go visit. And if I had Kawhi money or NBA player money on the caliber of Kawhi, then I'm staying in a situation where it's really good. However, comma, LA Clippers won 48 games last year. And definitely if that guy goes back there, and they kind of bring back the band for the most part. And they got the cap space. I don't, I don't, I mean, he went somewhere one year and won it. What's to say that he can't do it again? And with Golden State and the rest of the West in flux. Let me you tell, never know. Let me tell you who is hoping he doesn't go to the Clippers. LeBron James. LeBron James and the LA Fakers. Because right now they have the splash, and we'll get into that in a minute of the splash what they have. But the Clippers getting Kawhi would nullify the brow. He would finally get the trimming that is so needed. Kawhi has that much of an effect. He's that much of a difference maker. And I believe the Clippers can actually afford not one, but two max players. Yeah, and possibly three if they really wanted to go that route. But I, I don't think they spend all, you know, all their money on three max players. But, yo, I I've, I don't want him to go out west. I want him to stay out east so you can keep that competitive balance because Philly's only going to get better uh, as soon as Boston decides uh, or as soon as Kyrie and Boston decide what they're going to do. I actually believe Boston's going to be better without Kyrie than with him. I would agree with that. I think this the landscape of the East is definitely going to change. And I know we kind of shift into the free agency talk, which is kind of a good, good point before we get to this Laker foolishness. I believe Kyle, Kyrie goes to Boston. I mean, goes to Brooklyn. I believe Jimmy Buckets leaves Philadelphia. I believe Boston stands pat where they are. Nobody is nobody's really going to want to go, but I do think they're better because now you let Terry Rozier step up, step up, and step out of the shadow of Kyrie and do what he needs to do. And then you look at the Miami Heat, who are always going to be championship contenders. Uh, yo, you always find a way to bring it back. I was just going to stay off the Knicks <laughs> today because I'm just kind of waiting on the draft to really have my Nick conversation. But mm, uh, y'all not really in the mix, man. Listen, Miami's going to trade Hassan Whiteside to the New Orleans Pelicans for the fourth overall pick. That man is not worth the fourth overall pick, bro. They I'm need sorry. a big. I'm sorry. They, they need do a need big. a big. That's one of their concerns. They want a big. And because you don't know. Scoring guard. You don't even know if you can re-sign Randall because Randall may want more money now. Randall opted out. So um, uh, odds are he's not going to be a Pelican. 
He's trying to get money in the bank. Shorty, what you drink? And he did. He went out last year. I mean, he gunned, played a lot of whole offense, and didn't play much defense, and he got his numbers. Let me ask you this question. Here's a curiosity question. What do you think about Boogie going back to New Orleans? And you could get him for cheap. Because after the way he played, he can't ask for no more than the mid-level exemption at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody. He's not He's not in for a big payday. Um, going back to New Orleans, I, I wouldn't do it, man. I'd stick around in Golden State because he's still going to get that playing time in Golden State. And you're probably around a team that's, if Clay comes back on, on a good timeline, that, that's a team that's uh, championship, you know, pedigree. So I would probably stay with Golden State if I could. The Pelicans have a lot of options. With that fourth pick, I don't think they're going to draft somebody. I think they have to draft a big. I mean, they have to get a big for that pick. Hence why I keep saying, Hassan Whiteside, we'll take the, we'll take, we'll give him to you for the fourth overall pick. And then y'all got number 13, right? We'll give you Hassan in the 13th pick for the fourth pick in the draft. Tell me that's not a horrible, tell me that's a horrible deal. It's not a horrible deal, but it's not the best deal that they can get. I mean, they can get, they can get uh, picks eight and 10 from Atlanta, possibly if Atlanta feels like they want to move up and get, um, get the number four pick if they really, you know, in love with a certain guy um, because I'm not really into the, I mean, I'm into the mock drafts, but uh, again, if, if a team, if a team is trading up to number four, that doesn't necessarily mean that who they're going to get on the mock. So they have a better option right there. Um, we're getting two young guys and they can build, build with young suds. But here's the thing. You already got the number one pick in Zion. If you have the fourth pick and you're going to trade it, you're not going to trade that for more picks because you don't need more young players. They have enough young players as it is. Their roster is constructed. They should be called the New Orleans, the New Orleans Jits because it's a bunch of kids playing basketball. Now, what I do hope, and as we, as we transition to this, to this Laker trade, I feel the Los Angeles Lakers were held at gunpoint and robbed. David Griffin, who everybody thought he worked well with LeBron, apparently he don't because he just stole from LeBron and the Lakers. You got multiple picks. You got Lonzo, who I think in New Orleans may actually do better because the pressure comes off. He gets to now play basketball again. You got Brandon Ingram, who is honestly probably one of the best young threes in the league. Is he the best? No. But he has opportunity. And you're about to draft a freaking Megazord, a non-human person, a a half-man, half-minotaur, and Zion Williamson. Not to mention, yo, Jeru Holiday is nice. He is super nice. You add him to the mix. Listen, not to mention the draft picks. New Orleans got away with a steal. I don't know how the Lakers fans are thinking they won this deal, but I believe you you think the Lakers won. Yeah, whenever you get the best player you win, that's kind of that's easy. So that's that. I mean, I mean that's that's easy, man. Think back to how many other trades there there've been on this caliber. And and I don't think you know, a team's gotten back as much to my knowledge. In fact, I know a team hasn't got gotten as much assets back. But you can you name a big trade in the past to where that didn't work out? I'll give you two players off the top of my head. Tracy McGrady, um, or three. Jason Kidd, Vince Carter. Do you remember who who those guys were traded for? No. And you're not going to remember these guys either. 
I disagree. I don't. I don't think you're gonna remember Zoe because Zoe Zoe's peak isn't. It's probably year five to me and Brandon Ingram. Again, year five. Let's so so with that said, I don't know if they're gonna. Do you think they're gonna? Do you truly think these guys are gonna be stars? I believe Lonzo and Bi has a chance to do it, and I think they're in a better situation to do it. Can we play a game? Can we play charades? You know, I, I name also in the description, and you tell me who I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Yep. Concussion, left ankle sprain, knee soreness, a chest contusion, left toe sprain, abductor strain, right shoulder sprain, fractured hand, back spasm, flu-like illness, right hip contusion, left shoulder soreness, bruised lower back. Who am I? You're Anthony Davis. You're Anthony Davis. And we just traded the farm for somebody who can't get right, who can't stay healthy. And LeBron, who's entering his 1700th season, that groin injury was the first injury he ever had. Guess what happened when you get hurt? You, you, you're a grown man. What happens after that first injury? I mean, there's more to come. But there's more to come. So now you just traded a farm for two guys who may not even be on the court the whole season? It's, it's uh, two words. I got for you. Load management. Yeah, here's another word for you. It's now a fine in the NBA when you sit players. Yeah, but those those guys are going to sit and they're going to figure it out. Kawhi did it this year and look how that turned out. So really, kind of, it's back to the Lakers, right? It's back to the Lakers. Yeah, Here, Lakers. Here's what they will do. If they are smart, they do not go after a fucking uh, a third superstar because number one, you can't afford it. And depending on when this trade actually goes through, whether it's July 6th or July 30th and, and all the intricacies, I'm sure you guys have, you know, you sports fans out there have uh, read and, and watched on ESPN. The Lakers may very well have $23 million to fill out the rest of that roster. That's not a lot of money in NBA circles. So if they fill out that roster with a lot of quality guys, you know, you're uh, possibly Seth Curry. Danny Green, Terrence Ross, uh, J.J. Redick, uh, and, and so forth. Or you spend on a, another mid-tier guy like uh, Bogdanovich or something like that. They have to find the right mix to get the seven to eight guys. And they can do this load management thing, man. How are you going to afford J.J. Redick? Philly just signed up for $17 million a year. And now you think y'all going to get him on a discount? For one year. For one year. And so you think he's going to give the, the Lakers a discount? Why wouldn't he if he's going to chase a championship? He's, close he chased, to- he's chasing a championship in Philly. He's closer to a championship. With you no, have, no, you have, no, no, you have no. two of the I, listen, You have two of the top no. five. No, you're crazy. Go ahead. You're saying that he has a better chance of a championship in LA than he does in Philly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Let's go lineup for lineup. Go. Two best players. Two of the top five players in the NBA. Go. Two, um, best big man in the NBA. Best it's Anthony young, Davis. Ah. Some people would argue that it would be Joel Embiid. And they, their argument that, would it, be false. So you're saying it's not an argument at all. It's hands down, clear cut. No, no question. There's no, it's no debating. Yeah, there's no debating. Ladies and gentlemen, cash and drinks on every episode. So. This, is his one, this is the first time Embiid's been to the playoffs. Right or wrong? You know, yes. Okay. And this, how many times have Anthony Davis? You know, third, three. you know the New Orleans Pelicans are They just swept Portland last year. Do you know in the NBA playoffs... His record is five and eight. Your big Anthony Davis, this transcendent player. Do you know the New Orleans Pelicans record since he's been there is 215 wins and 257 losses? 
Yeah, and he plays out west. Don't act like Joel don't play. Got the benefit of playing in the East. So now we're gonna blame Come it on. on the and and look at and if you count his record, the East just won the championship. So how you gonna blame it on? How you gonna blame it on on, on, on what side? The they play East on? overall is not top to bottom as good as the West in in recent memory. You Who's on? That. Who on the Lakers better than Ben Simmons? I just named you the two of the top five Le- players in the league. So I give you LeBron. Okay, who who gonna hold Tobias Harris? Who cares? I mean, they'll be fine. They got to fill out the rest of the roster. Who's going to hold Jimmy Buckets if he stay? They only have five guys on the roster that signed, so you who, can't. we can't talk that right now. Nobody you're going to name with their amount of money that they have left can't afford to do that. That is not a better constructed they team. They can afford it. You have to see what they're going to do with the Jimmy team before we had that, com- that conversation. Like we, They only have five players and two of which you, three of which you actually know about. Nah. Kyle Kuzma, LeBron, and AD. The rest are nothing to talk about, for real. For the real. rest are going to be minimum players. They're going to be Walmart specials. With twenty three, you can you can you can even you can that get out. JJ Redick at about fifteen. You don't have to get JJ Redick. You can you can get Seth Curry. You can get Pat Beverly. You can. There's Pat a few guys that Pat Beverly made like five six. Pat million. Beverly's not leaving the Clips. Why? Why he has something nice there. Be, come on, you got to come more than that, man. He has a nice situation, and the Clippers are not that far off, especially if they're in contention. So let me ask you this. The L.A. Lakers with with um, LeBron and A.D., you're saying they're a better team than the Clippers are if they get Kawhi? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, let's move to the next subject. Absolutely. Because apparently he's been drinking the La La Juice and La La Land. I, I just can't. I just can't. What I mean, what do they have on the Clippers? Like, you're, you're counting that. If you get Kawhi... Other pieces have to go. So it's not that they're not, going not, to be not, the same exact team. Not, not, not necessarily. The Clippers got money. They've been saving for this. Yeah, but everybody's not going to get paid that's currently on the team from last year. Those guys are going to get offers too. Patrick Beverly, free agent. He will stay. I don't know. Kawhi only. And then you have LeBron. And AD as well. You got Kawhi. You got the other young young people. That's in, it. In the Clippers that have been playing. Uh, Danilo Gallinari actually had his best season. Danilo. He's, he's effective. Gallinari. I'm not saying he's LeBron. And Kawhi Leonard as a tandem. There's going to be more. I mean, we could we can get into this as more as free agency kind of develops. But but right now, you know, I yes, the, the LA Lakers won the trade. You couldn't give me nobody that you thought of in those three names that those guys were traded for that you really going to remember. Lonzo Ball will will actually become a all star in this league. Bi actually will become an all star. Zion Williamson is going to be a freak of nature. Not to mention you still got Drew Holiday on the team. They have the best defensive backcourt in basketball. New Orleans Pelicans. You listen. You know what? Write it down. You ready? I'm typing it in right now. Right. The Pelicans down. will make the playoffs. Okay. And who are they? Who are they replacing from Houston? Portland, OKC, Utah, Denver, Utah. LA Clippers. What? Utah. Okay. And now if Utah gets Mike Conley, they're replacing him? Utah. Everybody got moves to make, man. Everybody. And that's what makes the NBA interesting right now. Because, if, listen, right now we are in the worst period that you can be in. It's literally the dog days of summer. There's not really football, basketball's over. We sitting here arguing about trades that may or may not happen. This is a horrible time. Yeah, I mean, you Uh, had your mouth mouth all on the mic, man. What you will not do is sit here and tell these (laughs) 
lies. Just slapped you right across the lips. The devil is like, watch your mouth, young fellow. Go ahead, man. Like I said, it's, a, it's it's an interesting time, and we're just trying to find something to keep keep the topics moving. But it's definitely going to be something worth to watch. I would like to see how they feel the rest of this Lakers squad out. I don't anticipate them being effective at all. Um, Anthony Davis and LeBron. I think it does put the Lakers in the playoffs, and I think it does make them a problem. I'm not a, I'm not a basketball fool, but people guaranteeing them a championship. Are you Are you saying the Lakers don't win a championship too? Are you on a championship train? Um, you know, I'll be able to say who's going to win a championship when things kind of come together. It's too early. Way too early. Way too early. You see how you tiptoeing? I'm going to make a bet with you right now. I bet you $100 the Lakers don't win the championship. It's more to come, man. More to come, man. It's way, way too early predictions, man. You scared money don't make no money. You still excited. You coming down from the season being gone, man. Want to make crazy bets. But yo, man, I think that's all we got for for NBA, man. I don't want to beat a dead horse. But yo, check it. So I got a few things yeah, I'm excited about, man. So I got uh, Bobby Fino, music-wise. We're going to jump right into that. So uh, if you don't know, Bobby Fino is actually uh, Adrian Foster, retired running back from the, the Houston Texans. This is his second uh, project. This is actually an EP. It's called Late February. So check that out. That's definitely something, uh, if you into that, that emo vibe that's definitely something that'll get you going um i haven't checked it out but i've started it gold link uh dispora um if you don't mess with gold link then i you know i really can't talk music with you but uh definitely a dope album so far i'm about five songs in and it's definitely gonna be a part of the rote so i got man i got a few a few new cats that I, i'm into one cat from uh new york nico brim a thousand pictures book one and two I just kind of came across him. I was on IG looking at Rhapsody's page. If you don't know who Rhapsody is, go jump off a bridge and whatever happens, happens. Yo, this kid is is nice, man. He can't be more than, but 22 or something like that. Dude is nice with it, man. So check out uh, Nico Brim, A Thousand Pictures, book one and two. Bunch of different singles came out, man. The uh, Dreamville came out with a, with two singles. Uh, I wasn't feeling the first one as far as um got me, but uh down bad is is definitely a dope one. So they came out with two singles, one eight eight dash eight eight dream. Check that out. Also Drake dropped two uh singles, the best in the world pack. They was average for me. He was rapping, which I appreciate when Drake actually does rap. Did you listen to? to I it? actually listened to those. Okay, I hated it. Yeah, it was it was average at best. It was nothing. You you didn't like uh, your man Rose on there. Well, listen, here's the thing about Ricky Rose. Um, I think he had a nice little verse, but with Ricky Rose, I want to see this Port of Miami too. He keep posting these pictures on Instagram talking about the Port of Miami is ready and he about to release and blah 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 blah. He really building up the anticipation, so it needs to be a, a banging album. Trust me, when that album comes out, I will give it a hard Hadrico listen. Yeah, I mean that's one of the ones I'm looking forward to definitely, and uh. You know, this weekend, I believe you got Freddie Gibbs dropping an album with Mad Lib. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. He dropped a few singles. Giannis, I believe, is his most recent one. So that one's pretty dope. Uh, Benny the Butcher of Griselda fame. He's dropped a, a track with, called 18 Willow with Pusha T. If you're looking for elite drug, de- drug dealing raps on that level, there you have it. <laughs> elite drug dealing raps. So... <laughs> I haven't heard the song, but is they talking about like how, what makes it elite drug dealing? It, it's done on a high level, so you know how some cats just talk about 
All right, so what's the difference between this is like rapping on Scarface level? This is that movie is legendary. Also, you he was like say hello to my little friend. Yeah, it's it's all it's all on that level. So you have the Scarface drug dealing movies. Then you have the lower level where they just you know you got a little drug, you got the little queen of the south stuff that comes and goes. No, no disrespect, no disrespect. Yeah, that's what it was intended. No disrespect, but so I'm ba- saying okay. So basically, gonna disrespect <laughs> the TV show. Okay, <laughs> first thing uh, that came to mind. So you saying the Scarface? So it was like um, some high level, like something like um. Out of town, our heads get Swiss cheesed up. Yeah, but better. Wow. That's saying something. <laughs> That's saying a whole lot. Yeah. I may have to listen. But yeah, man, Benny came out with an album about a couple, shoot, it's probably like last November, but uh, called Tana Talk 3. Legendary. Uh, that That's on its way to being a classic. And I don't think um, anybody would disagree with me as far as who listened to street raps like that. But yeah, so uh, like I said, man, Benny's coming out with an EP. He's calling it an album. I don't know, but I saw the track listen, and um, I can't wait. So I'm, I'm gonna have a a lot to say about uh two releases I've been been looking forward to, man. So we ain't gonna keep you with the with the music, but um, man, definitely check out those cats that I, I gave you. Let us know what you think about it. Oh, my phone died, so it's all good, man. So the next topic. So we get into the relationships. So relationships slash life discussion, because I don't know if this is necessarily a relationship thing or is it a life thing, but we definitely get into it. First off, how do you deal with people that always hoard all the valuable information? The person who knows what's going on, but don't want to tell you nothing. Cash, what do you do with these people? You know, for for one, I, I think, I, I can't respect it at all. So so soon as I know a person's operating like that, I, I know exactly how to carry them. But, you know, for me, man, it's like a, I'll just give a quick synopsis and throw it back to you, man. So I've never I've never been a person that's been, I, I would say, mentored and groomed for a next position or anything like that. Anything I've got has been off of hard work and you know, you really had to show up and show out. Like, it, it wasn't given and nobody saw something in you like, hey, man, I'm going to keep feeding you anything. So I've always had to find information. So that's how I've, I've been for damn near my whole whole career. So, But when I do see those type of people that could help me out and cut it a lot shorter, man, I, I simply can't can't respect them because what does it do to you to keep that information? Like, you should feel that, sure of yourself to know that whatever I do doesn't reflect poorly upon you. If anything, you just putting somebody on, but everybody don't have that. Everybody don't have that in them, man. Everybody doesn't have that. We all can eat mentality. And I think that's because we've, we grow up in a selfish society. And honestly, I believe that selfishness changes depending on the ethnicity that you're talking about. You know, I love black people like I do, but guess what? Sometimes we are our own worst enemies. Sometimes we do things against each other that you see no other race do. We were talking about it downstairs. Like, why don't, why is there such friction? Or what's the, I guess you could say the better differences between cultures. If you take a Filipino young man or woman, and they were to PCS to Germany right now, before they get off the tarmac, they got a whole community of people who are willing to help, support, feed, strive, do everything for 
So people, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen the first time, Hud and I are both in the armed forces and kind of what he's talking about is when uh, somebody moves to a new assignment, new location, uh, certain ethnic backgrounds, and he identified Filipinos, for example, have a network of folks that they can belong to and take care of them and things like that immediately upon, you know, landing at that new assignment. And I mean, mean, it almost goes without without approval. It's just basically, hey, you know what? I'm Filipino. You Filipino. We're people. And it's not just the Filipino people. You get different other things in other cultures. You can get a Hispanic culture and they will all live together in a smaller location, but they will all grind and strive to get to that same point. They will always strive to get that same goal, whether that be a bigger house, whether that be more money. But they get that closeness. You get um, a Caucasian person. They come in and you all have heard of the good old boy network. But sometimes they'll get afforded opportunities that other people in other cultures may not get. Am I saying we're all underprivileged and everything is bad? No, that's not what I'm saying. While there is some truth to that, but the world has changed to the point to where you can overcome the struggles that you now have. But then you take my own race, black people, African-Americans, my brothers and sisters. First off, before I help you, I got to accept you. It's so different. It's viewed completely different. Oh, let me check this person out. Let me see what they're about. Oh, if they're about too much, I don't want to be around them. Oh, if they let me let me not give this person the information that he may need, speaking of the hoarding information. We do this to our own kind. It's almost like a bucket of blue crabs. You know what blue crabs are? Yeah, I don't really eat crabs, but go ahead, man. Finish finish so, your statement. It's like a bucket of blue crabs. If you get blue crabs, they're all trying to get out of the bucket. And as soon as one crab sees a crab getting a little too close, he snap him and bring him back down. Because they want everybody to be at the same level. Now, has there been maturation and growth from this? Yes. Does this example fit every African-American person in the world? No. 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 But as a consensus, I, I can't. Can you argue me and tell me that it's not true? Yeah, I mean, just I, I can just go off my experience. And, you know, it isn't until, like, recently, and I want to say recently, as within the last five to six years where, you know, I've personally really been supported and, you know, I've tried to do whatever I can along the way. So the people that have helped me along the way have actually been my friends and my family. But, you know, any just random person to be like, hey, I see what you out there doing, man. Here's, you know, you might want to do this or you might want to do that. That's very far and few in between without me asking for it. Uh, myself and that's the other thing that I want to say and uh, a homie of mine definitely put that that seed in me is like just because you have no (laughs) I got a little too personal he didn't didn't put a seed I've been playing Black black, uh, Street Street Fighter X uh, no we we haven't been playing Street Fighter man (laughs) y'all ladies and gentlemen Yo, Just on the couch first, podcast first. Carson came out of the closet. Grow up, grow up, <laughs> grow up. Anyway, but yeah, talk, speak on this seed. Uh, so he put, damn, I can't even. So he pretty much told me, man, like, yo, man, much better. If you want to be mentored, or if you if you want information, you have to directly go out there and ask the question and and seek it from people because everybody doesn't know that's that's what you need or what you want, and just because. If you sit back and wait for somebody to mentor you or show you the way and you don't ask the questions, then you're never going to get anywhere. So if you're one of those people who are 
super motivated in whatever field you're in, you're going to go have to reach out to people and maybe you're going to get a few doors closed in your face. But, you know, if you get five doors closed in your face, maybe on that, that sixth time, somebody's going to open it and definitely give you that that mentorship you need. But, you know, a closed mouth don't get fed. So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom and, you know, don't wait for people to reach out to you. Reach out to them. You never know what you may get from it. No, I definitely agree with that. But I think the the angle or the point that I'm trying to get to is that I believe culturally we as African-Americans have to do a better job of making sure we feed each other. And you shouldn't have to always ask. But at the same time, you do need to ask. So it's kind of contradictive, but there's two different sides to it. When you see that young person who's trying to do better, as an older person, you should try to help this individual. You shouldn't have to say, well, if you don't ask, I ain't going to tell. You know, the way your homeboy put that seed in you. You know, he came to you. And gave you exactly what you... Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. I didn't, I didn't go on what you said. Oh, man. Hopefully, you know, you grew from it. I mean... Yeah, man. And you it, you grew on, from it? Yeah? You no, did? I know. No, I have not. I mean, you know, you knowledge, like, knowledge-wise. Knowledge, oh. Damn it. Okay. Keep going. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. But you going to stick me. You'll never stick her drink up. Oh, really? Never. Anyway, man, so like I said, man, you, you, okay, so hoarding information. Let's get back. Let's get back on, on track. can't even focus. Let's get back on track because I don't want to, you know, you know, I don't want to let my true character out and say a few things that, you know, may not go over well. But you literally just did the same thing when, when you said that. When you say that, <laughs> you have literally offended the same people you're trying not to offend. I know, man. I know. So let's just move. What's the next topic? The next topic is yeah. there is no next topic. This is it. Oh, well, let's go to the couch of the week or something. Ooh, yeah, the end. No, no, no. I, I had a good point. Okay, good go point. ahead. I don't want to interrupt. I had a good point. I won't interrupt you. All right. I, I won't say anything. One more thing? Nothing. Yeah, you got out your Just system? Just you know I'm not going to interrupt you. All right. One more, more time. Okay. All right. So, go ahead. I definitely feel like, you know, we can all break the cycle. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things out there that, you know, um, people need to know. And if you are one of those hoarders, just find just find somebody who you think has enough in them as far as talent or drive or whatever the case may be and reach out to that person. It it don't take it don't take much from you. They're not competing with you. You know, nine times out of ten, if you do things for the love, that'll come back, man. So just reach out to somebody that you know that can use that extra motivation and that's all you that's all you need. Just a little bit of nugget of information. Super small things. You have to make people comfortable with coming to you. If people aren't coming to you for anything and you're definitely like an elder statesman at your job or you've been in your, your um, place of work 15, 20 years and, you know, and, and people, you ain't helping anybody else out. I mean, shit, what are you really doing, man? I mean, we're here to help each other, man. And it, it really, I hate it when people hoard information. It's like they got to get to a certain level before they actually will share that information. Like they feel like they have to secure their spot. Before they, they let it out. And, and I hate people like that, man. No, I think you made some good points. Um, hoarding information. But you mentioned one thing. And I kind of wanted to segue to it. When you start talking about stuff that people do that drive you crazy. Now, this is a topic somebody sent. And we just kind of, you know, we always try to go for what the listeners want. And it was like, what are some of the things that people do that irritate you? So, you I, apparently one of yours is hoarding information. You know, that's definitely one. Yeah. And then also, uh, you know, not being a man or woman of your words. So... That's true. I hate, I'm hard to work with when it comes to group dynamics. So it, 
over the years, I've learned to to be a lot. How can I say this? Fall back a little bit before reacting with force, because sometimes everything isn't exactly what it seems to to why a different person isn't. So you've had those college classes, right, to where you had to do group projects. Have you been that group member that delivers on the 23rd hour? Yes. I hate you guys. You you guys are the ones I hate. But it's my best work. I know, but I'm having to wait to the last minute. But I will let you know. Like, So when I say I deliver on the 23 hour, 23rd hour, I'm not saying that I'm just going to be ghosts and you'll never know what I got going on. I'll have my portion of it. And I'll let you know, like, look, this is, I'll have it to you by this date. And by that date, when I give it to you, it's going to be impeccable. Um, I just, you know, I got a little procrastination thing I need to work on. But yeah. that's one thing that gets you. Something that, get, that drives me up a wall, and it's something simple. I hate to hear other people eat. I just think it's the most <laughs> disgusting sound in the world. So when somebody eating you, oh, my gosh, just stop it. Go, go, go be vegan or something. Don't eat. Yeah, I also hate when people can't admit when they're wrong and, and move on in situations, whether that be your friends, family, spouse, whatever. Like sometimes your ass is wrong, man. And and they don't take too much to just apologize, acknowledge it, and move the hell on. Man. So I'm sorry it's a tough word for some people. So it's a tough word that some people don't and some people genuinely really don't feel like they're wrong. I can't tell you why they feel this way, but that's why they feel that way. Me personally, I do hate that as well. Um, but another thing that absolutely gets on my nerves is blatant stupidity. So, for example, if I show you how to do something that I think is simple, and this may not be fair, but it's just me. If you say, hey, Hood, how do you turn the car on? I'm like, okay, no problem. <laughs> you take the key, put the key in, you turn it, don't go too far, car turns on. Now, if you say, oh, I don't get it, I'll show you again. I still don't understand. Man, after that second time, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, how come you don't understand this? And I instantly get irritated with that. So, you know, it's not a great pet peeve to have, but it's definitely one of the pet peeves that I have. Yeah, man. I think, I mean, I got a whole lot of things that that, that annoy me. You know, it's just like, you know, don't talk to me before 9 o'clock. Like, I'm not a morning person. Huh? Before, you said before 9. Oh, don't talk to me till after 9 o'clock in the morning. Right? For all my non-military people, when you, I guess when you become a senior CEO, you can start saying stuff like that. Because I don't, before 9, must be nice. I wish I worked where you work at. No, no. I mean, I, I come in, but like I, I have a, a routine. I want to eat, read my emails, plan, you know, start kind of planning my day. I'm, I'm starting work. I'm in my rain man mode. I'm getting stuff done because, you know, really all you need to work is about four or five hours. That's really how much you worth of work you got on any given day. You don't need to be there nine whole damn hours. And the rest, you know, you kind of, you know, wheeling and dealing, talking to the people, trying to trying to make sure everybody else straight and, and, and doing your, your community involvement and all these other things. You know, you, you're politicking. That's kind of how it go. Wheeling and dealing. So limousine know, riding. Yeah, don't, don't just don't 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 be all chipper and, and all that, you know, till I'm, like nine or Maybe maybe even ten on some days, man. I'm sorry. I'm listen. From the time I get up, I'm turned. Well, yeah, man. But you also go to sleep like eight thirty. Yeah, and it's getting kind of late. So. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, man, I think we beat this one in, in, into the ground, man. This one is pretty palatable. Fifty, fifty. Yeah, minutes. man. Strong work, real quick. Couch of the week. So I got some stuff that I looked online. 
So first off, the first couch, I wish I had a name so y'all can see this food. But some man, I can't even tell you where he's from, but it was posted online that he recorded himself stealing a police car on social media, on Instagram. Now, that's what you call Instagram straight flexing. Or what the kids call it nowadays, clout chasing. Oh, wow. We, that's, you know, we should add that segment. Kid vocabulary. So we can teach our listeners a little bullshit that kids be saying underneath their breath and they're thinking they're slick. Yeah. Well, you know, my son told me I was clout chasing earlier this week and I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> He's like, no, probably clout. What, <laughs> yeah. what clout? Klaus? Are you talking clout? about the vampire show? I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I didn't know what context he was speaking in. So, But uh, I have an honorary couch of the week. Go ahead. Whatever sheriff that was pushing uh, Masai Ujiri after game six of the finals and didn't know who he was and mm. was asking for the press pass and I, I didn't see the footage on how it started or anything like that. Like, But everybody in the building seemed to know who the general manager was at the Raptors except for this white cop. So we ain't going to get into the issue of who, what color and all sorts of stuff, but I guarantee you. He's been reassigned. He will no longer be on Toronto games. Yeah, so I hope, you know, nothing really comes of that because I think it's all a big misunderstanding. But, um, you know. So go are, ahead and tell the two couches. What's, what's the little button at, man? Y'all know what y'all need to do this week. Which one? Which one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sit your ass down. Welcome to the couch. Hey, thank y'all. From Hadrico to my man Cash, thank y'all for tuning in. It's another episode in, another episode in the books. Should be out soon. Next week, we got hot topics. If you need to hit us up, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram. All at DSC underscore podcast. Reach out. We'll reach in and we'll make this couch for you and your friends. See, I did that? That was a little rap. Uh, that was nice. That was nice, yeah. man. Hit us up. Hit us up. We'll be back next week. We might be back even sooner. Who knows? Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. Hit us up at DSC underscore podcast on the gram or send us an email at don'tsleeponthecouch at gmail.com. Thank you for coming to sit with us. See y'all next week.